Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We're starting our weekend recap off pretty strong because we had the merch launch on Friday. So that was very exciting. And thank you to everybody who got something and supported us. We can't wait for you to get it so you can rave about it as much as we have been. As you can see, we're living in it still. That we are. (laughs) But also, just so you guys know, anything left in stock, you can still get. We did do a pre-order for the items that went out of stock in certain sizes, but that's over today officially. So anything left in stock, you can still get though. And yeah, thank you guys again. Also this weekend, not as exciting as that. Mm. I had zero plans. That's shocking. It was shocking. It was kind of liberating. Like I was like, what do I do in my free time? (laughs) So of course I binged watched a show on Netflix Surprise, surprise. Surprise. But, so, you didn't watch Bridgerton, did no. you? So, they made a spinoff of a show mm-hmm. called Queen Charlotte, which is about the main, one of the main characters in Bridgerton, mm-hmm. the Queen of England. And you kind of don't know much about her character. She kind of seems like standoffish, a little like, you just don't know much about her in Bridgerton. Okay. This is her backstory of how she became the queen. Interesting. And so... I did not know this, but this character in Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte, is based off the real life character of a Queen Charlotte. Of the Queen Charlotte? So King George III, which is the king in Bridgerton and the show, and Queen Charlotte are based off real people. Interesting. And so I did some digging because I was like, what else is true about these stories? Yeah. Was Bridgerton based off of, like, are the rest of the characters based off real people? I didn't think so, but I never knew this before. So I really only got into the Queen Charlotte thing because there was a lot of things in the show, which I'll get into, that were so specific that I was like, was this a real life? Like weirdly specific. Yeah, was this a real person? Yeah. And so it was. So some of these will be spoilers. So if you didn't watch or you're going to watch and you care, maybe fast forward a bit. But some of these are just facts that I did not know. So Mm -hmm. Princess Charlotte, before she married King George III, was the princess of Mecklenburg-Strelitz. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's in Germany. Also in the show, she was the princess of Germany. She got arranged to marry King George III when she was 17 years old. That's wild. Which is accurate to real life and in the show. Also, what they portray in the show was the day she found out that she was arranged to marry him, Mm -hmm. they got married. Crazy. Which apparently really happened as well. They also had 15 children in the show and in real life. I can't imagine. Like, that just... That's a lot to go through, like a lot, a lot. Especially at that time, can you imagine the the birth process was probably so different and so much more painful back then. They did not have the same kind they did of not have an epidural back then. <laughs> also, just in general, though, like there was no interventions really, so it was like good luck fifteen times over too. So that was real. That really happened in real life as well. 
in the show, they portrayed them to have a pretty rocky start to their relationship. And then Mm -hmm. it got better, which supposedly was accurate to real life. And this is kind of where the spoilers come in. So fast forward, if you don't want to hear this, the real life King George III apparently did have bouts of illness that ultimately led him to have mental issues that Mm. they claimed him to be mentally unfit to rule. Did they take his crown away? So they let his son take over, but he was still alive at the time, Mm -hmm. which I don't think was usual. Like usually the king had to pass before it could be passed on. But they claimed him mentally unfit to rule. And in the show, they portrayed him as having like mental health problems. And it was based off the real life. Yeah. So that was all true. Um, And one of the things that I thought was funny. So in the show, they called him Farmer George because he like enjoyed farming and Mm -hmm. he was into science and stuff. And apparently that was true too. The real life King George liked farming, which was unusual for the time because if you were king or royalty, you didn't do any outdoor work. So it was true, but I thought it was interesting. Because I think somebody else has been doing a lot of farming lately. I was actually laughing so hard. So I have been joking, calling Evan a farmer. Yes, yes you have. Because he... He has his property where he hunts at. Mm-hmm. And recently he was like, yeah, I got to stop at the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. And I was I, like, what? I didn't even know that existed. I was like, OK, I knew it existed, but I was <laughs> like, I mean, to just like show up there and go. He goes, yeah, I got to send a soil sample to Michigan State. How do I'm you like, do that? I'm like, sir, what are you talking about? We walk in this building and he's like hi, I need a soil sample. And the lady goes, oh, okay, no problem. Are you, you went a farmer? Into this building with him? Yeah, I just wanted to see what was going <laughs> to happen. And the lady goes, yeah, no problem. Are you a farmer? And he goes, yeah, without oh. hesitation. Oh, so he self-identified as a farmer? He identifies as he's one. He's not a farmer. He's in. He's about to grow corn, though. I don't know what he does for work. I mean, like I do, but I don't. Well, he's not a farmer for work. <laughs> it's his hobby. He just loves it so much. So That's wild. He literally said, yeah, with no hesitation. And I was like, OK, yeah. this is new. Um, are you a farmer? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. So that has been happening. And he literally sent his Wait, soil. So why did he have to send his soil? Because he wants to grow corn. So he's going to he's going to fertilize crops. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's actually out of control for what like for you for the deer to eat? no to like oh. attract the deer and oh the gosh. animals i don't know so yeah he's a farmer too and then also he, <laughs> he texted me this weekend so he was on the bachelor trip for elena's fiance mm-hmm. and i told him i was power washing the deck and like doing outdoor stuff outdoor activities goes, oh you're gonna be a farmer too oh my like, gosh you no. were so happy <laughs> i'm like no sir but that actually leads me to my next thing so on top of binge watching queen charlotte i power washed the deck and good hobbies great hobbies and so i'm doing that and the next day before evan got back i was like oh let me set like all the furniture up and we can like have a day outside. So I'm putting the cushions out and I hear, I, I'm like, what is so loud? 
and it gets louder. I mm. look up, there's three huge bees. I'm like, where the hell did these come from? They must have like felt the vibration of me throwing stuff around. Oh yeah. So I run inside and- Felt the vibration? Of me like throwing the things around. Uh, I don't know. Uh. So anyway, so I go inside and you know, I had so much free time. So I decided to look up the scientific species of what this bee was. As one does when they encounter insects. And I found out what it was. It was a carpenter bee, which by the way, I didn't know those existed. Didn't know that was a thing. No. And supposedly. What what makes it a carpenter bee? Because it drills through the wood. Oh, perfect. Literally. And if you have a pergola, watch out because they like the wood on pergolas, I guess. And so that's what they were doing. And what was wild was last year, same time, we kept seeing sawdust like fall from the pergola. I remember this. And I kept saying, do we have termites or something? And Evan was like, no, they would want to like eat the whole house, wouldn't they? And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And so we do that. What termites? Yeah. Just like they just destroy your whole home. Yes. That's so terrifying. Yes. But so I thought it was termites, which I guess it's better that it was bees. But then I was like, why the hell are they drilling? And like they can drill through wood. I'm kind of terrified. Yeah. So we had to call pest control to get them out of there. But literally I was just like, oh, carpenter bees. And I was researching all this stuff about them. It was kind of wild. I just didn't know they existed. And now that I know, I can't get it out of my head that there's these, they're huge too. Mm-hmm. That they're just like drilling through wood. I'm like, what? They drill through humans too? Like what well, do goes they on? Sting humans or do they not care? They just want pergolas? Pergolas? Pergolas. I don't know what it's called. A pergola. Yeah. I thought you, you had like a, I don't know what That's what that's is. called. I thought they were called something with like a Z, like a Zamboni, but like a... No. <laughs> not a Zamboni, but a, a gazebo. Oh, it's like a gazebo pergola. It's the same thing. I don't know what a pergola is. But... Perugula. <laughs> yeah, so apparently they eat those, so watch out for those. I did not know those existed. Um, mm. But if you like see sawdust on the ground, that's a sign. Watch out. That's a sign. Watch the fuck out. <laughs> Listen, They're coming for you. I took my scientific study of these bees very seriously. Sounds like you had a very serious week. <laughs> just just discovering Farmer Haley, Farmer Evan. <laughs> it's fine. Had a very different weekend. Um, I was in Disney World. Yeah, what was surprise, going on? I, I got some snaps of you being like stuck in the rain like you're Taylor oh, yeah. Swift or something. Yeah, basically I was Taylor Swift. Um. It rained a lot. Well, we, not a lot, but every night we were there, it would just rain. It was sprinkling. And then our probably third day in, we were at Universal, not Disney. And Shocker. Yeah, don't tell. <laughs> I don't know who not to tell, but don't tell someone. Um, and when I went to the, go to the bathroom. My two friends were sitting outside of the bathroom under a tree. And I walk out and it's just downpouring. And yeah, they were sitting under the tree. And I was like, I'm not walking to you. Like, I don't want to go out in this did rain. Did you continue on like Taylor would have done? Or did you leave the park? Well, we had already planned to leave the park. Um, sure. We did. We did. I was going to the bathroom before we were going to depart. Um, so we sat there for a while. I was just stranded at the bathrooms watching them under a tree. And then we decided to walk through. And it was miserable. I don't know how Taylor Swift does these rain shows. Um, 
Actually, this how is, does she not get like a cold? That I do, that I don't know, but I saw a video about the tech of it all, like mm-hmm. how her mics and everything survives. Are they all like waterproof? Supposedly, the company that makes them, yeah, they like they get very specific ones so that they can perform in the rain. But I feel like knowing that, like knowing I had to buy mics in case it was downpouring and I was going to perform, mm-hmm. that'd be not the best. Like I wouldn't want that. No, I wouldn't want that either. And like the fact that she's in like these big, heavy costumes that are probably heavy pre-rain and then to be drenched in rain and then have to switch outfit. Like changing clothes when you were just poured rain on is not fun. There's also nothing worse than like stopping wet clothes. Even when your sock gets wet. Yeah, it's like, like disgusting. How are her costumes not musty smelling? Oh, come you on. know what I mean? Like, no, they Rain probably do that. They probably are. But she probably just gets some like dry. Like it's a new one. Each just, yeah, just order to your whole new set. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. feels like so many implications. And I feel like she's been doing a lot of those shows lately. Yeah, it, it feel like it keeps happening. And no offense, like people say like, oh yes, like meet me in the pouring rain. Like that'd be sick to see her in a rain show. Like, no, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> like it is cold. It's, oh. Well, I a lot of the stadiums, that's kind of what we said. Like a lot of the stadiums don't have tops on them. Thankfully though. For field, does. it could be pouring rain and I'll be wearing a damn poncho walking in. And I'll have another You're one. You're worried about the walk-in. Yeah, the walk-in and the walk-out. I will have two ponchos. One poncho to secure my way in. And then I will dispose of said poncho and get a new one. And the thing was about my Disney trip, <laughs> I had ponchos. I brought them and left them in the hotel room because I didn't have room in my little fanny pack situation to put the ponchos. So I was really missing the fact that Brian wasn't there because when Brian was there in December, I could keep all of my little things in (laughs) his backpack and I would have had a damn poncho. You messed up. That's my rant. Today's episode is brought to you by Seed. You guys have heard me talk about Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic before. It's a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic in one that supports healthy digestion. Your digestive system is intertwined with so many systems in your body. It relays information back to your body's nervous, immune, and endocrine systems, which impact your overall health. That's why I love Seed. The DSO-1 Daily Symbiotics 24 strains and 53.6 billion AFU have been scientifically studied to promote digestive, skin, and heart health. So you can trust that with taking two capsules once a day, with Seed's capsules that are designed to survive your stomach acid, bile salts, and digestive enzymes, you can actually feel the difference. Seed delivers the DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic to you monthly in sustainable packaging with a reusable glass jar that protects the probiotics inside and helps minimize plastic use and waste. The DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is free from 14 classes of allergens, including sugar-free, vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and more, with no binders and no preservatives. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash shady and use code shady to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash shady and use code shady. Thank you to Seed for sponsoring today's episode. Speaking of Disney, I just saw this. They currently are threatening to move business from Florida. They are. Because they're in a feud with the governor. So Disney made it clear that the values of the governor do not align with the values of their company, but they have also been operating with a special tax status that began in 1967 
And basically it let them function as their own county government. Mm -hmm. And they got to save millions of dollars annually in taxes. And the governor, now that they're in this feud, doesn't like that and wants to remove their special tax status. He hasn't been able to do it yet, but he did take over their ability to appoint board members to the tax district board. So they can't control the tax board anymore. So Disney made it clear in April that their $17 billion project is halted and it they were not bluffing. They actually halted the project, which they already put roughly a billion in when they halted it. And it would have brought more than 2,000 jobs and $120,000 as the average salary to those jobs. So they just lost so much money because Disney is like threatening to leave now. That is wild to me. I mean, Disney is its literal own. And in Orlando, they're their own functioning functioning city ecosystem. They have their own fire department. Like it's wild. Yeah. They literally have like their own fire, um, electricity. It's like an, its own County. So that's why they're like, Oh no, we pretty much are our own world. We don't need the governor. Like we don't need anyone governing us. We're governing us. And you know what? Go off. It's been been working since 1967 apparently, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I saw that while you were there. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they're shutting down, shutting I down shop so while you're there. Pissed. But it's going to end up costing Florida. So, but on the topic of things costing, Taylor Swift, you know, she said she's re-releasing the Speak Now album. Let's go. Did we talk about that yet? I think we might have mentioned it. I'm really excited. Speak Now is one of my favorite albums. I agree, but I think it's going to cost John Mayer. You know, he's currently on tour. Is he? And I don't think this is going to end well for him. That's bad timing. Bad timing. Do you think she timed it up knowing his tour was going to happen at this time? Knowing her, probably. I mean, I would. I mean. Strike while the iron's hot. Even Taylor Lautner is praying for John oh. on TikTok. And sending his sympathies to him because... Homeboy knows. Yeah, literally, it's... The last time this happened, I feel like John Mayer went into hiding. He did. And he I think finally, that's what Jake Gyllenhaal just is able to come out of hiding. And he finally came out, and he's on tour, and now it's like, Speak Now's re-released. And I feel like I've also seen things on TikTok are like, what if all the Swifties just like bought tickets to his show and just like didn't show up or didn't show up yeah oh like just yelled like taylor swift i feel like that would be i feel like people buying the tickets and just leaving it empty in there would be way worse than actually showing up there but now it is i'm not supporting (laughs) i'm not condoning that kind of behavior but he came to detroit already i wonder how that went for him it looked it looked like there was people there that's good yeah, but I don't know. This this could cost him all over again for a second time. That's really unfortunate that all of these exes have to relive what they went through the first. And honestly, probably worse the second time around because I feel like when the albums first were released, it was speculated, but it wasn't fully confirmed. And at this point, like, Swift, like we know what each song is about. 
I was going to say, I feel like it's gotten worse through the, like the more time that goes on, the more the details can be calculated to who they were about. Yes. And it's to the point where there's no escaping it. Yeah. And people really say too, like they just put him as the worst of them. John Mayer. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal are the, like the worst out of of everybody. Yeah. People don't really, people are like, people love Harry Styles. People are fine with like. Taylor Lautner, people like him, people like Tom Hiddleston. I think they feel bad for him. People, I think, yeah. Even Joe, I feel like Joe Jonas, kind of everyone got over that. Like they're friends now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're friends now. And like his wife Mm -hmm. loves her and all that. So it's really just those two that are kind of about to get, you know, back, back through the mud. Yeah. Um, but also, th- speaking of things that could end up costing, Starbucks is changing their ice. And by the way, this was news on CNN. And I thought that was absolutely this wild. so crazy. But it's been confirmed because you were walking in with Starbucks. I go, is that, is that the new ice? And it was. It's the I nugget even, ice. I did not notice. But apparently people were not happy about this which i thought was wild people are passionate about their ice we literally just heard a story from one of our friends that freshman year of college they were paired up with a roommate who they didn't really know was kind of just going Mm -hmm. in blind and (laughs) one day all the roommates come back and the girl pulls a knife on them and says did somebody use my ice she was dead ass serious too and literally un- because it was the nugget ice people like to chew on it they're obsessed with it well then she'd be really happy about this announcement because they are going to the nugget ice and um what is this each piece of ice is loaded with tiny pockets of air from the compression process Yes, that's what makes it so chewable and so like why people like it so much but it's not good because it melts a lot quicker, so it's not so waters good for, down. It waters down your coffee a lot faster than the ice that they're currently using. But Starbucks had publicly announced that they had a goal of reducing their water consumption by 50%, um, and that's by 2030. So this ice is one of the initiatives that they're taking to do so because it, since it has all those little air pockets, it's less ice, and less water. That's absolutely a wild way. That's a wild way to reduce water consumption. It is. Interesting. People are noticing. Well, speaking of that, though, their Starbucks water tastes different. It does. It's so good. But I saw that it's because they have some kind of triple filtered reverse osmosis water or something. They're doing a lot with their water and ice. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I appreciate the passion for it because... I mean, I like, I like their water. I like their work. Ridiculous. But yeah, that was literal news, which I did not even know about until you literally said it when I walked in with my mm-hmm. water. Um, this is not going to cost. This is going to, this is going to, this is going to cost us. This is going to cost the somebody, the people. The people. <laughs> um, but Beyonce is launching a hair care line and she announced it on Instagram so 
she said, you know, growing up, her job was sweeping hair in her mother's salon. Which I never knew that. Yeah, I did not know that either. And then she said that Destiny's Child actually got their start by performing for people in that salon. So she's launching her own hair care line, which I'm kind of excited about. I feel like it's different. We've seen a lot of people come out with makeup or mm-hmm. like skincare, and this just feels like different. And I'm I excited. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, but I just actually saw too. So we talked about how people were saying her crowds weren't like doing enough mm-hmm. and being whatever, loud enough, wild enough. Well, a video just went viral from her crowd in, I want to say, Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Or no, that was where it wasn't. Scotland? Scotland. The yes. crowd in <laughs> Scotland was singing along almost to the entire song of Love on Top. And she was not even singing. It kind of was giving like Taylor Swift vibes, to be honest, how the crowd will just finish the entire song. And that was what was going on. The crowd was performing for Beyonce. Correct. Interesting. And now people are saying it's going to be the battle of the crowds. Oh, I'm sure it will be. They're going to do some crazy fan projects like Taylor Swift's fans. Start holding up signs that everyone has and gets passed out on the concourse. I, that seem, happens yeah you seem fed up with it i mean it just goes a little far sometimes so i just yeah well I like feelings. we said i feel like the crowds do not need to be competing but it is always no, cool to see it. when crowds do like basically sing the entire song and you like don't know when it's going to kind of fade out but then it just keeps going that's kind of how this felt like you were like thinking maybe they were going to stop I don't want to do that. You know what else I don't like about concerts? You know what my concert like pet peeves are? I think you have a lot. I do. I have a lot of pet peeves about many things in life. Um, but at concerts, my least, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but my least favorite part of concerts is, and it used to always be at the end, but now sometimes artists will like sprinkle them through. But like before their last song, like when everyone's like the most hype, having the most fun, they drag out like the instrumental of one of their songs to introduce every single person on the stage and all the dancers they're like that's becky and casey i have not seen them and it's like it's like um that movie hairspray Um, oh my gosh the nicest kids in town and it's like jessa james i don't know those are like the names of the duggars i don't know But it's just I that part, I don't know why for me, it sticks out in a memory of like any concert I was at as a child that like it just dragged on for what felt like 20 minutes. Definitely every artist does that. Usually it's to introduce the band, not like the dancers, yes. but definitely every artist has that point in the show. Which is nice to recognize everybody, but it always feels like it's like going they drag on it out. Like they'll do like a drum. So like it's like every person gets a solo gets a solo and everyone gets progressively <laughs> longer i know what you're talking about they, i've definitely seen that at every single show like there's a guitar solo and then the next guitar solo is like significantly longer, longer <laughs> and then a drum solo that just like doesn't end we're i know like, what you're talking about and like we're all happy to say like yay you're here too <laughs> but like let's speed it up and i think i went to oh, i forget it might have been one of taylor swift's recent world tours but somebody did like that part right at the beginning like 
third song in and i was like thank god it's out of the way and now we can just enjoy the really i feel like i would be like what the hell this is too soon no i kind of liked it at the beginning of the show because then by the end of the show when you're all hype (laughs) and want to hear the hits then you you don't have to deal with that part that might sound awful to say (laughs) tell taylor's people to write it down for when you go Mm -hmm. um okay moving on (laughs) we've got some travel news I have been seeing so many videos about this. So supposedly Frontier Airlines employees are now making a commission for charging passengers for their bags at the gate. So first of all, that is the worst possible thing to happen when you get to the gate and they're like, oh, sorry, like that's too big or whatever. You got to check that. Usually it's for free, though. Supposedly on this airline, it's not free. And they're getting $10 commission for each bag that they do it for. So they're just on a power trip out here. It's just an incentive to ha- like give the customer a terrible experience. But the problem is, too, that a lot of these people are taking videos of their bags perfectly going in and out of I've the spaces. These. And the the person at the gate being like, no, sorry, it doesn't fit. And they're like, no, literally it fits. Like, look, it I fits. I would be so pissed. And they're still saying, no, you have to pay because they want $10. And it's to the point where people are either not being allowed on the plane or having to pay for these bags that literally fit because it comes to the point, too, where it's like such a big gaslight. They're like, no, it doesn't fit. And you're like showing them that it and does you're like stress because you're trying to travel and get yes. somewhere. And supposedly if you argue with them, they like literally won't let you on the plane. That's honestly, that's going to bite Frontier in the ass. So they better do something about that really quick, because I mean, I I'm a Delta girly. I'm a fly Delta if I'm flying somewhere. I'm and they don't do that sometimes. to you. They are kind human beings. And well, it's just like not good for the customer experience or that employee, to be honest, because I feel like that job would actually be terrible to do. Like, I wouldn't want to do no it. No one's going to be happy with you. No one's going to be nice to you no. if that's your job. Like that's a bad customer experience. And also you're putting that person in a bad position as the employee. Um, but yeah, supposedly they're doing that. And I thought that was kind of wild. I, I would literally go nuts though. If someone was literally being like, it doesn't fit and it was fitting, I would be like, what do you mean? Like, no, you're gaslighting me right now. (laughs) It for sure fits. But I, I saw a lot of videos about this. So that is going on. And also in other travel news, Airbnb is maybe redeeming themselves. Question mark. So Alex Earl is an influencer and she is supposedly went to go check into her villa in Italy. All of her friends, I think there's a big group of them. Yeah. All went on a like three week trip to Europe. And one of their stops was in Italy. And when they went to go, it was very late and they went to go check in and the villa that they were supposed to go to just didn't exist. It wasn't through Airbnb. It was through another company, but Airbnb saw her video and offered to give them somewhere to stay. I don't know if they took it, but that is such a scary experience trying to, you know, you're out of the country, you're somewhere brand new. I don't know if they've been there or not before. Who knows? I mean, you're still not familiar with the area regardless. And then your place just doesn't exist. Like, I would be stressed. I would not even know what to do. The thing is, I've never been to Europe and... If this happened to me, I cannot imagine what I would do because it's already a taunting Mm -hmm. like thing to, 
I feel like travel somewhere where like the plugs are like everything is so different already. Right. To also then show up and like have nowhere to go. Yeah. That would be kind of scary. Um, But this, a similar thing happened to our friend Tracy, who's travel nursing. And when she went to go do her travel nursing in Boston, a lot of places she had to have somebody that she knew in Boston go see if they were real places because multiple times for her, she would find these places online and they wouldn't exist. That's it would be a scam. And can you imagine uprooting your life to like go travel nurse and then you get there and there's nowhere for you to like move into? Yeah, you're just trying to do a good thing, like be a good human, be an angel on this earth. <laughs> and somebody scammed you out of your home. Like it's that's so messed awful. Up. Yeah. And also though, Airbnb is redeeming themselves because Evan just went on that uh, bachelor trip. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we were talking about, it's like a lot of times there's like noise rules and there's all these things Cleaning like fees and yeah and chores. It was like the opposite experience for him. Oh, he was like, yeah, it was like no one complained about noise. It was like perfectly set up for like a bachelor trip, which I feel like is so like when hosts do that, it's like that is the smartest thing I think you could do. Oh, yeah. Because that's what people are using it for. Like, Absolutely. And so he had a good experience too this weekend. So maybe Airbnb is redeeming themselves. I hope so. I mean, I have seen Airbnbs where it's like they'll dedicate a room to be like a glam room. And they'll literally make vanities for everyone to get ready. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. That is smart. I would love that. They know their audience. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I'm a firm believer in the saying that you can't help anyone if you don't help yourself. And life is all about finding that balance. I've mentioned before how I often find myself caught up in what other people need from me instead of focusing on what might be best for myself. And recently, when I started planning a wedding, I quickly realized that balancing act playing out in real time. That's why I love BetterHelp. Therapy can give you the tools you need to find more balance in your life so you don't end up being burned out. It can teach you how to support others without leaving yourself behind in the process. Therapy can empower you to set healthy boundaries for yourself and others so you can maintain positive relationships with everyone in your life, most importantly, yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it can be tailored to fit into your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Shady today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Shady. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Um, So yeah, that is what's been going on with some travel news. Moving on to some relationship news. Shakira's ex mm. posted pics with his new girlfriend, which he has not done since January. So he took a little break and then he hard relaunched, I guess you could say. I would that that seems correct. But you know what I was thinking? I hard launches are fun, mm. but soft launches are so much better. So much better. It's so I love a soft launch. It's so fun because it's a mystery for you to solve. Yes. And it's like you get like one little extra wine glass and you're like, okay. And then you get like a little extra toe in a photo and you're like, whose yes. toe? And then like now you're doing research, finding out like whose toe and wine glass it was. I, and I feel like it's even better when it's like somebody very random and obscure from high <laughs> school and you start to notice like, oh, 
who's that? And then you're fully invested in their life, in their new relationship. Like, and the best is when it's like somebody that we both know from high school. I'm like, did you notice? And you're like, the oh, extra I <laughs> yeah, it's just the best. I think, I think we love it. Cause it's just a mystery for us to solve. And then like, we're waiting to solve like who it is. I love it. But you know what I love even more than a soft launch of a relationship? What? The soft launch of a breakup. Oh my gosh. With the quotes? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's always the fucking quotes. It's always the quotes. Guys, I feel like I've said this before. Posting a quote to your Instagram story isn't going to make your ex feel bad for you. We have talked about this before. One of my other strong opinions, pet peeves, like, don't do the quotes. Quotes not going to help the situation. It's... It's so funny because we all know. <laughs> the person doing it is like thinking like they're going to see this and they're going to feel so bad. Or, or like they're like going to use like a specific yeah. song with like specific lyrics that are like, fuck <laughs> you, you cheated on me and now and I'm like, over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. The breakup ones are even better. Oh yeah, they are. Or like suddenly the photos are gone and you're yeah, like, Yeah, they Wait, start disappearing. Where did they go? Where, where were they? Weren't there photos before? Do, when people do that, do they think no one's going to notice? No, like, I think they think everyone's going to notice. Well, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we for sure do. Um, yeah, so that's our hot take on hard launches. Um, soft launches are better. Also, Vanderpump Rules, lots of relationship news here because the finale happened last week. And this week was the reunion, which by the time we're filming this, it's not out yet. But I did watch the finale episode and everybody was calling it the reality TV Super Bowl, hmm. which I kind of agree. I was I was I didn't watch the whole season. I didn't even need to because it was all over TikTok for sure. But it was wild to see in real time. Rachel being friends with the girl who she's sleeping with her boyfriend. That's it's that's, surreal to watch. And I cannot wait to watch the finale. Anybody listening that's like involved in that situation though, or keeps up with it already saw the finale. So dang, I kind of want to watch. I haven't seen a single episode of Vanderpump rules. Maybe ever, maybe seen it in the background because my mom watches it. Um, but I do feel like I want to know what happens. Like, I want to be in the this know. This scandal has been... So, I used to watch Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. when I was in, like, middle school. Which is crazy to me that it's been on for that long because I feel like it's... And this is probably just me being oblivious to Bravo. I feel like it's just recently become, like, super, super mainstream. Well, this scandal really made it... it- pushed it into like, center stage of all reality the, tv the girl who got cheated on ariana uh, maddox yeah. was literally on good morning america that's crazy i'm like wow it's that level but it is and supposedly though so if you're seeing this you already know the reunion came out and supposedly during one of the one-on-ones mm-hmm. something came out because the cast did They all sat down together, but they also did one-on-ones with Andy Cohen. And something came out during the one-on-ones that is supposedly going to, like, change the entire show. Is it because one of the girls is pregnant? 
That was, I heard there was pregnancy rumors. That was one of the speculations. So nobody has confirmed it. Only the producers of the show know. And they're waiting for the reunion to come out because they want to see the reaction that the cast gives because they think it's going to change how they're able to film this season. They didn't start filming this next season. <gasps> Wait. Because they so think... So the other cast members didn't see the interviews that were done one-on-one like they weren't sitting because I picture like I've watched the bachelor live reunions where it's like one person goes on stage with the host and then the rest of the cast is like right there watching they weren't right there watching I guess they weren't and so only the producers know what was said and they're waiting to see the reaction of the rest of the cast before they start filming again because they think the producers think that whatever was revealed is going to change the way that they have to film the next season we're going to see a a long circuit of podcasts then aren't we they're all going to be popping on those yes and so that is going on but before we move on quicker than Tom has apparently. Mm. Tom supposedly has a new, new boo. New, new. (laughs) Not Raquel. Someone named Carly Hale, which is a Texas influencer. And we can't really investigate this because her Instagram went private faster than Tom moving on. So we don't really know much about her, but supposedly he has been spotted out with a new girl and he's just flying around. I don't get it. I've seen pictures of this man and I know <laughs> lots of lots of things have been said about this man. My my thought is he looks like um a a villain unmasked in Scooby-Doo. Like that's just the vibe I get from him. Like cartoony. He's the villain and, of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And it's never who you expect. Did we expect him to be a villain? Like in previous seasons? Maybe. I, kind of. Well. I, honestly. I could maybe have seen it's it exactly coming. who you expected. <laughs> I honestly could have seen it coming. In the words of James Kennedy, he's a worm with a mustache. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, moving on from all this relationship talk, we kind of went down a rabbit hole of the things that actors and actresses will undergo for roles. Pretty traumatizing stuff. And actually, this kind of relates to something that's been going around right now. So Lady Gaga is set to play Harley Quinn in The Joker 2. And people, before they knew anything about what was really going on, Mm -hmm. people were speculating, was she going to have to lose a bunch of weight to play Harley Quinn? Because Joaquin Phoenix, Mm -hmm. who plays the Joker in Joker 2 and Joker 1, had to lose 52 pounds to play the Joker for the first one. And so I think he did it again, lost a bunch of weight again. And so people were wondering, was Lady Gaga going to also have to lose a bunch of weight to play Harley Quinn? And now since her video on TikTok kind of went viral, she looked very different and people were like, what's going on? Is this for her role for the Joker too? Um, and so now people are wondering, did she have to go to extreme measures to get that role? And be. yeah, it could be true. It wouldn't be the first time because I saw an article that Jude Law for his upcoming film, it's called Firebrand, historical th- thriller. Um, he had created and sought out a perfume that smelt like blood, fecal matter, and sweat for the role. 
So, yeah, I, I looked this up after you told me about this. So he's playing Henry VIII in this historical thriller, and it's about the final days of the king. And apparently that king had ulcers that smelt really bad. So he wanted to smell really bad to, like, get into that role. And so people on set were, like, literally having to smell him. But he said that he wanted to play the part and people in the King's final days said that you could smell him from three rooms away. So that was what he was leaning into for this role. But other actors and actresses have done some wild things for Mm -hmm. roles, starting with Robert Pattinson for Good Times. Him and his co-star, Benny Safdie, spent several days in character on the streets of New York And they even got jobs at a car wash all without being recognized in order to get into character. Which I don't know how you go about the streets of New York City and don't get recognized. That's wild to me. Apparently it's been done. Um, I mean, wild. Yeah. Also in Blue Valentine, Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams played Dean and Cindy, a married couple on the rocks. So in order to capture like a realistic relationship between them, the director had them live together for a month in real life. Yep. They were allowed to go home at night because um, Michelle had a daughter to go home to. But during the day, lived together and they just like tried to stir up a rocky relationship. I don't know. But the craziest to me was what Leonardo DiCaprio did for The Revenant. I remember when this came out, him I, talking about this. I don't know how I didn't hear it when it happened, and this was new information to me as of a couple hours ago today. Really? So Leonardo DiCaprio, for The Revenant, he, to embody the role, he went extreme physical conditioning, which included him sleeping inside of animal carcasses. Like, I just don't know why you would put yourself through that. I, I don't know. Don't they call it something like when you stay in character? Method acting. Method acting, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin Butler did that for Elvis with the voice, and he had a really hard time. I don't know if he's out of the voice of Elvis yet, but I feel like last we heard from him, he was still sounding like Elvis. Yeah, I remember that was a whole thing. Um, And what did I just, I swear to gosh, I just saw on TikTok, our man, Peter Evans. Stop it. What's his name for real? Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah. Damn. It, I've said it wrong so many times. I don't that even know what's right wrong. anymore. Um, He apparently like method acts and so much so that one of his co-stars thought that he actually didn't like her because he was method. He acting. was in between scenes. He wouldn't really talk to her or, like want to interact at all and he said he was worried because he wanted to stay in character and he felt like if he got to be friends with her outside of it that it would be hard for him to continue to play the character because I guess they were like mad at each other and he didn't want to ruin that dynamic for the show so it wasn't until they wrapped filming that she was like oh he actually doesn't hate me that would be so tough for me yeah like to just think that your co-worker hated you that badly yeah. I'm always it's interested about of... those dynamics on like sets. 
I'm assuming it's got to be tough because how could you like a set that I could see how it'd be easy. It'd be like friends. Yeah. Like they're all friends and they play friends and they're, they're just living life as basically the age that they really were. Right. But other ones like in a situation like that, I can't imagine being like yelling at somebody, hating them and then going off screen and being like, Hey, you want to hang out later? Yeah. (laughs) Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Well, speaking of wild things that people do, let's get into some shady stories. Yay. Shady story number one. A few years ago, I was dating my boss at a new job. Dating superiors wasn't allowed, but we did it anyways. While working and hiding our relationship well, my sister passed away. My secret boyfriend helped me through it well until he found out that she had been diagnosed as bipolar. After he found that out, he started acting super shady and somehow someone narked our relationship out to our boss and I got fired, not him. A few days later, we were hanging at his house while he was in the bathroom. He left his phone unlocked and on his bed, so I started snooping. And I found out that he had been texting his friends, telling them basically... Since my sister was diagnosed as bipolar, he finally figured out why I was so crazy. I acted like I hadn't seen the text. We ate lunch, and then I told him I wanted to go to the cemetery where my sister had been buried and visit her. He was hesitant, but he agreed. When we got there, we both got out and stood around for a little bit. Then I told him I'd seen his text, and we were breaking up, and he could find his own ride home. This was before Uber was a thing. He tried to steal my keys from me, and we fought over them. But somehow my key ring ended up digging into his finger and wrapping into his skin. Literally, my keys were clipped into his finger. He couldn't get it out of his finger, and I couldn't drive with my keys dangling from his finger. So I had to call my mom to come and get us and drop him at the hospital. As soon as they gave me my keys, my mom and I left him there. I didn't hear from him again for a couple of years, but recently he reached out to me and told me he still has a scar on his finger from where my keys cut into his fingers and he got stitches. That took so many twists and turns. How about the ghost of her sister? That for sure. Dangling the keys into his hand. Like, how does that happen? That was the first thing I thought was like, he pissed the sister off and the ghost was like, "Mm mm-mm. That had to have been it because that's something out of a Lifetime movie. Like, that's something you see happen in, I don't know. Something in the movies and that doesn't really happen. Like how many people use key rings every single day and probably throw keys at each other and it doesn't get twisted into their finger. How painful. Yeah, I definitely feel like that was just like. And in a cemetery, like that's so sketchy. I know. Can you imagine? But who like gets into a fight over? I don't know. I feel like the whole thing was kind of. I don't know. And we're going to go break up at the cemetery. I feel like when people <laughs> like, are mad and they have their keys, like that is yeah, like a weapon I guess weapon it's like the first thrown. thing yeah, like you think of. I don't know. I definitely, when I read this the first time, I was like, he pissed the ghost of her sister off. <laughs> absolutely it. You don't go messing around in a cemetery. Yeah, I think um, this is like nine out of ten for me. Yeah, that's like scary. Like this could almost be like a spooky story because it's like and got, that, yes, yes. got that extra layer to it. All right. Shitty story number two. I had a best friend from about seventh grade to freshman year in high school. She was a compulsive liar and would always make me look so bad. Freshman year I had a huge crush on the skater guy 
And with him, her being my best friend, I obviously told her about it. He was not her type. And she even said, you like him. He is definitely your type. So I always talked to her about him. He eventually asked me to hang out after school and me being a goody goody, not wanting to be alone with the guy. I had my other best friend hang out with us. We did that a couple times. And then one time I heard a rumor that my compulsive liar best friend hung out with this guy alone and they kissed. I was so sad and mad. I confronted her and she said no. And I believed her. Then a few weeks later, I heard they had sex and I confronted her again and she broke down apologizing and begging for forgiveness. I have never talked to her again after that. That's shady. That's shady, but I feel like that shit happens in high school. I know. I, yeah, when I read this, I was like, I feel like this is a common situation. Yes. It's Girl. just like, why say like, oh yeah, he's definitely your type. And then like. Go for him. Yeah. It's not cool. You don't do that to your friends. She's not a real friend. I like best friend was in air quotes. Um, so I like that we realized that she was not a good friend all along. Yeah. Well, there she didn't take that best friend to hang out with him. Oh, she took her other best friend. I understand now. So maybe she was mad about that. I don't know. Drama City. I give it a six out of ten. I agree. Six out of ten. Okay, so for shady story number three, we actually got a follow up to we we talked about a shady story where these people started dating when they were teens and mm-hmm. reconnected when the girl was in school two hours away. She was going to college. They would visit each other randomly, but things ended because the guy said, you're too good for me. Mm. Then he reached back out. He would try to make plans and eventually ended up canceling saying, oh, I can't actually follow through with the plans anymore. I have work. And she ended up finding out a couple of days later through Facebook that he was really back with his ex. Mm. So then he would still reach out saying congrats on random accomplishments she would make at school to the point where she invited him to her graduation because she wanted to be shady and take this opportunity to be like, he's been reaching out to me this whole time while he was with this girl. All of her friends and family knew and they were all going to be at the graduation. So we said, if you invite him to the graduation, we want to know, we want to know. And she did. And here's the follow up to that story. She says, sorry, it took so long. Clinicals are hectic, but here's the follow up to the shady graduation story. So the guy actually came and brought his girlfriend They were the first people I ran into after the ceremony, because why wouldn't they be? I had to be the one to introduce myself to his girlfriend. They both ended up coming by afterwards after everyone else left. And given the situation, it wasn't as awkward as I expected. The three of us were able to keep a conversation going, but still, what the hell is going on? My favorite part might have been them having their own conversation in my apartment and hearing him call her sweetheart, knowing he had called me the same thing two weeks prior. Or maybe it was him tagging his girlfriend and I in the same post congratulating me. That's a new one for me. The next day was my first day of clinicals. He messaged me that night asking how it went and then tried to call me through Facebook. I couldn't hear anything he was saying and I told him to call me like a normal person. But I had to send him my number again. He immediately starts the conversation with did I do something wrong? 
I felt like he shouldn't get the easy way out and he shouldn't be the, he should be the one to admit he's an idiot. So I replied with a question. Do you think you did something wrong? He of course didn't think he did anything wrong, but his girlfriend was upset with him. Wow. You don't say (laughs) I told him he needs to figure out what he wants. I can't keep doing the back and forth in and out. I'll try to save the dramatics, but he basically started crying, telling me how sorry he is for what he's put me through and the emotional toll he's taken on me. He acknowledged I've always chose to care about him, and he doesn't know why. He's basically scared of messing up a good thing. I tell him that I want to help, but I don't know what to do anymore. He just keeps apologizing. It's late, and we've been on the phone for over an hour going in circles, getting nowhere, so we call it a night. I'm so confused and angry about the whole thing. His girlfriend seems nice, and they seem good together, but then he's complaining about how toxic she is just to say he loves her the next day on Facebook. I felt an obligation to say something to the girlfriend, but she has to know by now. I don't need any more of their mess. I stayed on the phone with him for over an hour when he needed to talk. When I tried to talk to him again after all of this, he couldn't even give me 10 minutes. He was supposed to be more of a consistent friend, but we haven't talked since. He made two of the most important days of my career so far about him, and I'm ready to wash my hands clean of it all. However, I could be persuaded to change my mind if you have any ideas. Do not change your mind. <laughs> Do not go for this man. He is a walking red flag and you are better than this and better than him. I, oh, I, I don't like him. I personally, not a fan of this man and I think you can do better. It's like he's keeping these girls both as backup plans yes, for each other. It's like, what is. are you doing? And then trying to cry and be emotional about it. And it's all on his terms. Like, oh, when he has the time for it, he'll talk for hours in circles. But like when you are trying to call him, he's like, mm, no, don't want to talk oh, sorry, to you. I'm with my girlfriend. Yeah, no, I hate this. I hate it so much. Yeah, we're he, done with he him. He is right at this point. You're too good for him. And I think you should just be done with the situation. I am. I do think it's weird that like he had the balls to show up to her graduation with, with the, the girl. Girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Kind of wild. And the Facebook post like that's. Yeah. Tag them both in it. I would be pissed if I was the girl. Like what did the girlfriend think? What's her well, she side was of the mad story? At him. I know. But like what all like. Yeah. Like what does what she got her to that on? graduation? Like was he like oh this is like my friend like. What was the title that yes. he gave her? Right, because clearly the the girlfriend's not getting the full story here. Neither of be. them are. It's true. That's just yeah. true. I say you both dump him. Yes, I would. Lo- yes, I would approve of that. But I'm. I appreciate the follow up. I'm very yes, happy that we got you. the follow up. And congrats on graduating. Woo. Um. But that concludes our episode for this week. Like I said, merch, if it's still in stock, you can go to the website and check it out. Keep leaving your shady stories, but we have a little bit of an announcement here. (laughs) Next week is going to be our last episode of season one, but we will be back for season two shortly, but we're going to take a little break and conclude season one. So next week is our last episode of the season and we'll be back. So let's end it with a bang and get some good shady stories. Yes. Send in your best Submit of the those. best. Submit those and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.